Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Welcome to Theology and Culture Thursdays with Vince and Anthony. I'm Anthony. He's Vince. Nice. Uh, I'm always slow on welcoming you guys because I'm trying to bring up the live on my computer so that we can interact with you guys Dude, from here. Theology and Culture. So uh, it's working. We have it up. And uh, yeah. How are you doing? Good, man. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a full day. been a full week. Um, I want to start off just by, if you are watching this, to encourage you um, greatly to please try and join us this Sunday and next Sunday uh, for our Sunday stream. Just talking about some important things as it pertains to, yeah, just the realities of the world we're living in and today's current climate and moving forward as a, as a church and as a, a people that are trying to do, yeah, trying to love our neighbor and make sound and wise decisions. And what does it look like for us to posture ourselves that way as a whole community? And um, so really, uh, this next Sunday and the Sunday after that is kind of what we'd our focus on. So I want to get that out in the front end. Uh, today's desire, we, we kind of talked about, went back and forth on a bit of what we should do today. And um, we had this idea of just kind of letting you prompt us a bit. Uh, less a Q&A. So it's not like you have to have like this, you know, sometimes I think when you do like a question and response, there's... I have to come up with a great theological question yeah. or something I'm really struggling with. Instead of just like, hey, I'd love for you guys to just talk about this thing. Yeah. Um, and it can be like a one word, uh, just write one word in the comment section. Um, if it's right, Saints football, we'll be here for the whole day. I'm literally wearing Drew Brees' goat t-shirt today. Sure you are. Um, but we just want you to just again, comment in there. It's just, hey, any topic... Anything you want us to talk about, it can be anything from like extremely serious, poignant, and important to all of the opposites of that. Just something fun and lighthearted you'd want us to talk about um, yeah. because we know you're all just dying to hear yeah. our opinions on all things life. Um, and so again, yeah, that's the whole idea today is just real simple. We want to kind of take everything and topics that you guys will put up there um, and then kind of bring them into our opinions and thoughts on it, but also try and steer them towards a direction that's also helpful for the way we're supposed to be shaped uh, a la the kingdom of God and, and things like that. Well, how are we to, to relate to these things in, in yeah. the light of Jesus? So that's the plan. Let us yeah. know. My screen is not looking great. If it's not looking great for you guys, can you comment here and let us know? Maybe there's a setting on here we can maybe change. It might be on our office's Wi-Fi, which is usually a little bit worse. Happens when we're using uh, somebody else's phone and they have Sprint. So, yikes, uh, dude, burn notice called out. Let's Sprint start there. Out. Let's start cell phone companies. Best uh, cell phone company. Best cell phone company in town is Verizon. I, th I mean, from my perspective. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. I have Verizon as well, and I never have too many problems with it. Would anyone out there debate us on that? That Verizon is the best cell phone carrier in Flagstaff. If you have. Something else, Brandon's saying pretty blurry. Yeah, yeah you know, I don't, that is interesting. I'm sure it, it might pick up, but um, yeah, so if there's anyone out there that, that says it's not Verizon, it's T-Mobile or Sprint, uh, Cricket Wireless. Cricket. Which is seems that like, Cricket in Flagstaff? I, I think I saw one at the mall. Uh, like they had like a setup at the mall there for a while. Yeah. Cricket Wireless seems like not the thing like it just seems like a bad name when you're trying to denote like speed and right like efficiency yeah because you think oh it's moving along like crickets crickets are loud and annoying not really something you want to it's like true, yeah. pattern your business off of it's an interesting name for a phone yeah yeah you know what i mean what is a verizon anyways though you know it's a good question a virtual horizon is that what it means 
I don't know if anyone actually knows that. You want to look that up and understand what a Verizon is, then uh, feel free to send us. So uh, let's see. Verizon's the best for now. It's just so expensive. Cricket has store next to some boroughs. Oh. That's where you're seeing it. Well, then there you go. I, I think it used to be at the mall, though. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um, again, as more of you start logging on, we just remind you kind of what today is. Is, is post atomic, uh, atomic, a topic in the comments. And we're just going to talk about it and, uh, and kind of just allow you guys to govern and shape what kind of this... To, or not Tuesday, but this Vinny G Live moment looks like. And so uh, we'll probably mention that a few times throughout our time together today. Um, if nobody puts anything, we have a couple topics we, we kind of will probably address. But again, we'd love for you guys to kind of QB that if, if you guys want to. And so again, feel free to, to toss in the comments. Angela, we know you're there. You're very opinionated. You have tons <laughs> of thoughts. Uh, and so yeah. um, feel free to, uh, to post something in there that, that you'd like. So um, We used to always call her Opinionated Angie. That's right. Remember that? Watch out for Opinionated Angie. You spit on my phone, dude. Um, I think that was from the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so no topics yet. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, we've got some. We've definitely got some topics that we could talk through. Yeah, I mean, let's. we'll just jump into one, and I, I think almost in some ways, maybe that's just what this is meant to be even. Yeah. Um, you know, so... I even I posted a Facebook status today just trying to help try and think through and navigate people's emotions and feelings around this time. Obviously we've we've all been very um, yeah, set in trying to navigate uh, and figure out COVID-19 in this season. Um, but in the midst of it, there's been this thing that's been happening out in Georgia uh, that is kind of exploded in the last couple of days. And if you yeah. want to give us a snapshot of it for people who don't know, and then we can kind of unpack it a little bit. Yeah, and so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna describe what I, what I can tell from the news reports and the video and even the, the men's testimonies themselves about what happened. But essentially, uh, a man, Ahmad Arbery, was out for a jog and he ran past a father and son's house. And uh, as they saw him run past, they thought he looked like someone, somebody that had been uh, robbing uh, houses in the neighborhood. So they, by their own words, uh, began to kind of chase him down and they were going to uh, do a citizen's arrest. Uh, that was their plan until the police uh, came. Yep. And so they were yelling at him to stop as he was out on his jog. Uh, Ahmad Arber was not this man that was committing robberies uh, from everything we can tell. And so uh, if you saw the video, the video kind of culminates is it looks as if the chase turned into the situation where the men stopped their truck up ahead of Arber, I think, to cut him off in some way. And uh, they... One of them is outside of their truck with a rifle. One of them's in the back of the pickup truck with some sort of a handgun. And our, what we see is Arbery uh, runs around the truck and then the camera angle kind of cuts out. We hear a gunshot. Uh, then the next thing we do see is that Arbery runs at the man outside the truck with the rifle and they kind of start wrestling over the rifle. Uh, we hear another shot. There's maybe another second of wrestling, and then Arbery begins to run away, and he just stumbles and dies because he, he had been shot. Mm -hmm. So the footage is somewhat recent and new to the case, and the footage somewhat contradicts uh, the story the men were telling 
uh, at when they first, when the, when police first arrived on the scene. So uh, I don't know if you have anything to color that, or if I missed no. something, or some facts are wrong there. No, no, I think that that's that's definitely I think the the bones of it, um, as my Spanish teacher says, the meat and potatoes of it. Um, I think obviously more stuff will continue to come out and navigate it. I think there's a lot of questions that are, I think every time uh, a situation like this happens, there's a lot of questions that kind of arise about, about what does it mean for us to process through this and um, what are those next steps. And I think um, maybe even for us to talk about that for just a moment, because I don't know if we're necessarily in a position to talk about the validity of what happened in the video or anything like that, but just I think we can maybe speak a bit to the realities of this being just this massive issue in our yeah, country. I mean, um, yeah. In light of that, not saying yeah, ignore yeah. what happened no, in the video, no, I don't think you saying, are. but in the sense of saying like, yeah. "Hey, this is just another example of this ongoing thing." Yeah. Um, Can I, and I, I want to add to this. Yeah. Uh, like church, if I'm honest, like as a pastor, I'm I'm uh, I'm scared to get into a conversation like this. <laughs> I shouldn't be. My I should see my righteousness in Christ and not worry. But often these kinds of conversations are met with like vitriol. And I don't know if they should. Like, I think there should be space in our church to have the conversation and talk about it. Um, and so if this is something for you, you're watching right now, and you're like, this is just going to get me mad, like them talking through it, honestly, through their perspectives, maybe maybe turn the video off for the sake of uh, love between us. And uh, But I, I really think the church should talk about these things, and there should be candor about these things. I don't... I don't think we have to talk about every single thing that comes up in the media, but this involves a man's life, so that's pretty serious. It involves what is justice and all that kind of stuff. And so, so yeah, I almost even want to, like, I want to suppress into this idea of justice, and maybe even in this specific situation. And maybe we make wrong assumptions, uh, but we'll, we, we want to try not to make the wrong assumptions. So I don't know if you disagree with that sentiment or... <laughs> about people logging off I don't or know. Yeah, I don't know, or my yeah. own my own angstiness about it or I don't know. Oh no, I think everybody, I think everybody has uh, a certain level of angstiness about it. You see it in, um, you know, like just the way we converse and things like that when you're in, per when you're in front of people talking about it. Yeah. We tend to be far more bold in digital formats, specifically in statuses and in the way things we post yeah. than when we get in front of people. Um, comment sections always are more explosive than actual conversations. and. We do want to uh, also kind of just sit in this place of like realizing this is uh, kind of this mixture of those two things of like a digital format where we're doing obviously all the talking on this end. But um, feel free to comment and ask questions and thoughts. And again, like you know, this today today's point was to try and just talk about various topics you guys are going to bring, and then nobody said anything. So we kind of just say this massive thing is happening uh, in our country that people are talking about. And so we want to talk about it too. So I think all that to say, yeah, I think it makes sense. I don't, I have no pushback against you feeling that way at all. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think a couple of things and the, the big thing about this is we, we generally try on Thursdays to be really intentional with yeah. the conversation, getting into these various theological cultural issues. We, we write out notes and, and kind of have a, a decent plan of what we want to talk about. This is really off the cuff. And so, um, if anything, I just want to say that yeah, like we're kind of just no, we're just sharing this some realities of the way we're trying to process through this. Uh, talking to friends, we've both been talking to friends today um, about this situation and trying to navigate it well and, and trying to see where people are at with this because there's there's bigger things that are just I don't know, bigger things at stake, but there's just massive things at stake. Probably the right way to say yeah. it. So 
Um, so I, maybe we'll, if I could just maybe start with like a, a first a first question that we could pose for us is just, and I posted this on my Facebook page, and I think it's an important part of this because the thoughts about about what's happened are are massively important, have to be talked about. Um, but I, I re- the question I asked on Facebook today uh, to people was like, what are you feeling in the yeah. midst of it? So like when you either watch the video or you just heard the story, some people are just like, hey, I can't watch the video, like, I just yeah. can't do it. Um, just to really delve into what are the feelings that are being elicited in people? Um, because in that I think it helps us see each other a bit more. Um, and so maybe just if we could start there, I'd love to hear from that perspective your feelings yeah. when you first encountered the story. Yeah, I mean, when I, I watched the video, it was like the first way, I mean, I saw headlines and stuff, but I saw the video first, and I, you know, watching the video, I, I was just horrified, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just horrifying, it's just sad, and even, I didn't know quite what was going on, I had just seen, I just saw the oh, video, I, I didn't know what exactly was happening in this showdown. I don't know why it was happening. I don't know why it led to that. And so, uh, so yeah, I felt horrified. I felt sad. I think now looking and studying and, and reading all the information we have about it at this point, yeah, just more sadness, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I think kind of just depressed about it and uh, among other things I think there's a few other things kind of coloring that depression too but uh, so yeah I think sad depression I think a lot of times I I do feel anger but I don't know if I do right now so that's where I'm at yeah yeah I think uh, and if you look at the status I mean I feel like sadness and anger horrified came up a bunch like if you there's I mean there's not there's a good chunk of comments and stuff from different people and a lot of them are saying that same type of stuff. Like yeah. these are the emotions that are that are kind of the ones that are being elicited for yeah. it seems like most people, um, which which in some way like did if I'm honest like gave me some comfort in the sense of like we all see this right like yeah. you know like we all see that how terrible this was and is yeah um, but but the reality is is like. That's just not true across the board, you know, and, and that's yeah. probably, I think, what was affecting me emotionally today was every, every person that commented on that status was like, I'm saddened, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm hopeless, and, I'm, you know, all these things that are yeah. just real emotions. And, um, but that's, it, it'd be really easy for me to be a little more content with it, like, okay, but we're all upset, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's a lot of people that aren't, you know, and so even before posting that question, one of the reasons why I posted it is because I was seeing statuses that were, and, and th- let me be very clear, there was no one that was posting like this was a good thing. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no one that's advocating that this should have happened. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of the, uh, well, he ran at him type of lines. Um, there was a lot of the, well, they thought this type of stuff. Yeah. When, when it seems like so much of the significant issue behind, behind like how, like why did it even get there? Yeah. You know, is like the, I think like the massive part of this of, yeah, we, we can look at like what happened in the last five seconds. Yeah. 
but the last five seconds to me are like the least consequential five seconds of this whole deal. You know, it's it's the it's the 15 minutes before. It's yeah. the moment he ran by someone's house yeah. and they thought we need to go chase this dude down and question him. Like that's you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I was even astonished that that's like they admitted to that. <laughs> like no. I don't know. I I mean that's I I expect I went looking trying to see like okay what was their perspective on what happened. And they're like, yeah, we saw him run by, so we decided to chase him down. Yeah. And I, I, that was really shocking to me. Yeah, well, I think they just needed some reason to to say, like, why were they confronting, a, a you know, a black man with guns? And, yeah. like, it's like, oh, we thought he was committing these crimes in town. Which, even that, the, the more reading, like, there's, there's a, no, not a ton of evidence that even yeah. said that the, these burglaries were even really happening in, yeah. in that area, uh, let alone... If there were uh, stuff like there were there even there wasn't actually like an actual description that was out there for them to even know that he could have met yeah. this description, it it just was uh, uh, that aspect of of all of the things that must have been going on way before the 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 video cuts on. Yeah. That's the most disturbing part of it for me. Yeah. But at the same time, the image like you're saying in the video, the image of like when it when cuz if you watch the video um when they come around the corner, whoever's filming it, and you just see him running, and then you just see a truck parked there with a dude with a gun standing yeah. in the bed and another dude blocking the other side of the road. Yeah. It just like immediately, felt like it was like a, that was just a, like when you say horrifying, like it was a horrifying scene. Yeah. Like it felt like, true, like it felt like Get Out. Like yeah. it, it felt like this like yeah. scene from a movie that Tarantino is going to like yeah. direct, you like know? That. Yeah. And so I think that, that aspect of it, of just like, man, that's an image that I think will sit with me um, that in this situation that maybe... In other ways, I mean, there's been so many of these that have been so profoundly difficult to, to watch and to take in, but that image just, it felt so like, I mean, that feels like something straight out of 1965, conf you know, I mean, sorry, 1865 yeah. Confederacy, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You know, just like, how, how does this happen, you know? Totally. So I think that, that part is making it even more difficult to kind of process through for people. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... I, I, I just think it's really difficult. I think, um, you know, I've seen kind of people cite like the Georgia law uh, that there's this kind of like citizen's arrest law or something essentially that right. made, made it possible for these men to, to do what they were going to do. And I think there's like, for me, I just like, I think sometimes as Christians we get so syncretized and so partisan and so like there's this side and then there's this side and Christians should be on this side or whatever it is like yeah. that like I, I'm, I'm worried that we're going to start hearing Christians say like hey no they were well within the law and that's never like the biblical oh right like you know mandate the biblical mandate is like what is truly just what is truly right yeah how do we contend for that and so yeah, yeah, like what in any part of this as a Christian? Yeah. At what level do you see that and say, okay, like no, that's really love my neighbor. Yeah. Like, you know I mean? like, totally. like literally nothing. Totally. Not, not a single part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just I watched the video and it's hard for me. It like I know that like I'm I'm uh, sad and angry that 
the video cuts away at this crucial moment, you know, like if I'm honest and maybe I'm being selfish and narcissistic by caring about that. But like, I wish we could have saw what happened. We hear the shot and the video happened before he charges uh, the guy with the rifle. But you know, the other one side is saying like, Oh, self-defense. But man, when I see him veer around that truck, it real to me, the posture is I'm avoiding you guys. I'm just, I'm, I'm avoiding you guys to get out of the situation. Um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, just saddest yeah. to me that like, you can't. We can't know exactly. And with that, and but it seems clear to me still. Like what happened? I see you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like so, there's sadness in me that it seems so clear to me, and then yet there's this kind of other side and contention that's like, no. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't. I. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and just to catch you up, if you're just kind of, if you've t jumped in recently and just started tuned in, in a nutshell, uh, today was supposed to be kind of the say, you, you sent us a topic to talk about, we'll talk about it, kind of let you guys be in the driver's seat of kind of energy live on Thursday in this theology and culture moment. And then, um, man, we just, uh, just kind of got on this topic of, of trying to talk through this, this shooting that's happened in Georgia. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, please go ahead and check that out. And so a lot of what you're even experiencing, if you're listening to us talk, again, this is just kind of us having a conversation about this thing that's happened and, and us trying to navigate that for our own selves, I yeah. think, in the midst of it. And, and what does that mean? I, I, if it's okay, I'd like to share. So there was a, um, a post. So again, I posted this on Facebook, and I want to share one of the responses from uh, one of our friends and fellow pastors. Uh, here at Redemption Church that I thought was um, just, uh, I mean, helpful is probably not the right word. Um, devastating would probably be more the right word. But his name is Wayne Winter. He's um, a dear friend, uh, again, another pastor here at Redemption Flags, or at Redemption Church. And, and uh, the question I had asked was just like, hey, how did, how did this make, video make you feel or this story make you feel yeah. if you hadn't watched the video? And this is what Wayne said. Um, Wayne is a black man, uh, and he's a pastor at a church in kind of inner city Phoenix, and amazing guy. But he said this. He said, as, as he jogged towards them and tried to go around the car, knowing they wanted him, I felt annoyed. As he wrestled, attempting to get, a, get the gun away and fend off his ta attackers, I felt panic and fear in myself. As he tried to run off, only to run out of energy and life, falling to the ground, I felt like collapsing too, and something broke inside. As I went home, I continued to feel fear and hopeless despair. I considered alternative measures of protection. I felt frustrated with all the times I spoke proper and smiled extra and laughed longer, hoping to relax others' fear. Then I felt numb. Uh, and you know, like, ah, that's just like so brutal. Cause that, I mean, like my sadness and I think so many of us, right. Who, uh, are not black men and women, yeah. our, our sadness is real. Our frustration and anger is real, but I don't have that going on, yeah. you know? And so I think when I, when I see that and see it from, from my other Right, black friends and co co pastors and stuff like that, and hear them talk about these things. There's a there's a real sense of of deficiency of like, man, I I don't get this, yeah. and I'll, and I'll never get this, and that's all right. And I think just in the midst of it, of just trying to say like, 
man, I just want to, I just want to learn, and I want to be present in this yeah. with people, um, because you know the Bible is just really clear of, of weeping with those who weep, you know, and and I think like just that aspect of it of. If you're here and you're with us and you're part of this church, and um, or maybe you're just listening, if you're a Christian, that like, there's one response it feels like to me to this, and it is like to weep and to lament and to listen and to learn, yeah. um, and to and to like push into that aspect of it, and so that's just as an encouragement for us. I think is a massive thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, tell me, how do you navigate the tension of? I don't know, letting justice roll down like a flood. Uh, even like the Proverbs 31 stuff of like caring for the oppressed and the poor and doing things about it. Like, how do you navigate that tension in this moment too? Yeah, just in the sense of like what now in some ways? You yeah, mean, I don't or? know. I mean like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think there's all there's a significant amount of advocacy that still remains I think massively important yeah. um, I know I know so many folks right that have um, and even sorry to you know pick on Wayne again but Wayne in his own post on his own page was he um, he's just kind of called and invited particularly he kind of calls out kind of white conservative brothers and sisters to speak up yeah. you know and and for a couple of reasons, you know, there's there's the one reason of like, I think he's just tired, yeah. which makes sense of yeah. always having to be the one who answers for everything. Um, and then the other part of it is just people don't believe him, you know what I mean? Whereas they'll believe, uh, you know, more white conservative friends in that, in the space of people that generally don't believe, you know, in yeah. some of the systemic and, and individual racial issues that still exist and they're still very prevalent. Yeah. in our country so uh, so I think heeding his advice you know of, of just saying like I think there's a reality to just speaking up and being advocates um, I always like try and encourage it through the lens of dialogue and conversation yeah. right because I think it, it helps kind of bring people to the table and engage in conversation um, like I don't feel like a bunch of people are ever one to your cause by calling them stupid or idiots or hateful yeah, or bigots or racist yeah um, so, and I hope that, and if that, but if you're in a different place and that's just, I'm, that's not even a critique saying you have to do it that way, but that's just been my conviction of like, how do we get those people to the table who, who do significantly disagree yeah. and say like, hey, this is probably going to be like, this. in other words, this isn't like, I'm going to change your mind issue. This is a discipleship issue. It's a long time. It's a relational commitment to say, no, I'm going to. I'm going to try and invest in such a way and be present with you in such a way that I'm going to undo whatever whatever it is that would allow you to to defend these type of actions. Man, that that's going to take some like years of waiting out, you know. So so I think the advocacy piece, I think there's real this app. I mean, you can call I mean, you can start calling George's district attorney right now, you yeah. know, like you can do real practical things like that. That's real. Yeah. Um but if I could just give like one, if I might, just one specific to our people and anyone who watches later of what you could do, it's it's uh, it's read um, and mm -hmm. listen. So 
Um, and if you need some books to read, talk to us. Um, if you want to listen to some people, there's way better people than us to talk to that we can get you in touch with that you can learn and listen from sermons, pastors, people um, that are people of color uh, that can navigate that and that experience, specifically in the black community. Um, there was also, and sorry to, to rant on this, but again, none of this is scripted, so it's just kind of coming off the cuff, but there was another really interesting comment from another, another friend of mine from the post. I was just saying like, hey, you know, like being in Arizona uh, as a black man, I, I'm a, I have similar fears, but I also have this, I can't remember the word he used, but essentially was like, but I'm not as afraid here because I see most of the racism directed towards Mexicans and Latinos, mm-hmm. which, and, and he was lamenting the fact that he even thought that, like he felt yeah. more comfortable because, well, they'll, they'll treat them more poorly yeah. than they'll treat me, which is like, well, damn, like that, Yeah. sorry. Uh, that's just the way I feel, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but like, that's just- Church discipline. Well, I know, yeah. sorry, I know. But I think like that line for me was like, wow, it's just a, such a massive yeah. thing in the midst of that. So again, please learn, you know, and put yourself in that posture. Yeah. Yeah. Did you anything to that? No, I mean, I have too much to add to <laughs> I think in my, I'm, I'm not slow to speak. Um, uh, I, I, I had a question for you in there I was thinking through. Brandon demoted you. That's actually accurate. He can demote you for that. Um, <laughs> what... Um, yeah, I, I'm curious. So a lot of times this stuff comes up. It comes up every so often. And kind of the narrative, there's like two narratives. There's like, uh, hey, this is true. This happened. And then there's this. Um, and then this other narrative is like, the media is lying. They're twisting this. This isn't the actual numbers of these things. And then meanwhile, you have these studies that show a lot of this kind of oppression of minorities in our country, pre- pretty clear numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then on the other side, often they usually have their own numbers too. Right, but right. Then we Statistics have, can be used and manipulated to yeah, say what exactly. you want to But then we have like, in my experience, the, the whole black community, like virtually almost all of the black community saying, yeah, it does feel like there's a bias. It does feel like were harassed more. It, for me, growing up uh, with different brown kids, it does feel like they're harassed more. Personally, that's all anecdotal. But what what do you what is going on in our hearts that we don't want to believe? Like Wayne, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like there's people right. they yeah. don't want to believe. believe. Wayne is our brother in Christ. Like right. he's a great pastor. Or Ricardo, who was a pastor at Redemption Tempe, one of our good friends, one of your best friends. I feel like and. Uh, he shares his experience, and it feels like a lot of times people just go, "Well, that's just that's just you. You're an outlier." Yeah. And then there's story after story after story. Like, what do you, like? Why why don't we want to believe? Like, what well, what's going on there? Maybe that's too controversial a question to ask, but I, why why do you think that's happening? What's going on in our hearts? I've had yeah. those conversations with people at our church. If I'm going to be frank, yeah. The where I go, hey, <laughs> Ricardo told me this, and they'll go. No, that's not quite what happened. Or that's, well, maybe he did, but that's not what's happening in all of America or in wherever. And I agree. I don't think everything's happening everywhere all at once. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I don't know. What do you think's going on there? I mean, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, 
Uh, and here's the thing is like, so Wayne says speak up. So I'm kind of like, well then let's yeah, talk let's about speak this, up you know, yeah, like, especially fair. like we can, <laughs> like there's a part, I'm not, I'm not trying to insult you right now. We can talk about everybody's feelings and that's nice. But yeah. like, I think that like our brothers in Christ want us to talk about, like want us to speak out against the injustice of it. And to me, there's a major injustice in that there's just so many people that they just don't want to believe uh, the, experience, the, the experience backed up by data of, of minorities in this country. Like, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, it's just, and, and I think it's not, uh, you know, I think it's, it's such a massive question because, like, yeah. the amount of things that, like, are not right Yeah. are, I mean... There's like 17 of them, yeah, you know, totally. at, at minimum. So yeah. I think that's maybe the difficulty of like, how, how do you address this? Is like, gosh, just at such significant levels. Yeah. There's just, there's just real significant issues. Uh, I, I'm going to take the lowest hanging fruit first. Yeah. And, and this one that I don't think there'll be any real pushback. And that's like, because we're sinful, you yeah. know, like, because we're proud, we're arrogant, our hearts are inherently wicked. We, yeah. you know, like on our best days, like, you know what I mean? It's just mostly Jesus that keeps us from killing each other. Yeah. You know, I just, I just really believe that like, we're just really messed up people. Yeah. Um, but I get grace. We somehow treat each other with goodness. So, so that all that being said, you know, I think like, um, then you start getting into the specifics of it and there's just all sorts of idolatry that's yeah. going on. Um, one of it is, is an idolatry of like this country and I think this real sense and this real need to protect its image as being this great bastion of hope and yeah. it's this perfect picture of liberty and it's the greatest country in the world and all that kind of stuff. And, and, it's not, and I'm not even saying that like it's... Because so here's the thing. As soon as I start saying that stuff, they're like... People think you're like, oh, you hate our country. America. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, like I am so grateful to live yeah. here. It is a priv- like, privilege. I'll use that word. Yeah. Like, I am Even privileged like, to live here. Actually, we both be, would be like, feels like one of the greatest countries. Of, like, yes. Like we feel like Yes. That. Yeah. Um, no, it is. And I, I, I say this without any pomp. Like I've been a lot of places... It is great here. <laughs> it is it is very good here in many many yeah. ways, but I I think like Russell Moore's line like I love the country enough you know to like be able to poke holes in it and say yeah. like why this is not right and so um, that that's just that idol man it's just gigantic. I just don't get it like I yeah. I don't get <laughs> like Christians are so good at pointing out sin like we just are I'm actually thankful that. You know, a lot of times in our church, like, the debates we're having is what does it mean to be uh, faithful to um, God? I, I like that that's what comes up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes I think we go too, like, we get we become Pharisees with some of those things. But but I'm thankful that that's what, what comes up. But it's, it's astonishing to me that a country that's led by many sinners... Uh, and like has many sinners living in it the second you start to go hey I think there's some like systemic things here right people are like no 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 like I I just I can't understand why that's like so hard for people right right I just I I I have no point here but to just I don't oh yeah yeah like that like our theological like understanding especially especially in our camp and tradition of like total depravity like 
There is, and, and if you read the scriptures the way we read them, you're like, yeah. there's nothing off the table about yeah. what man would do to protect their own self, status, power, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like the Bible is just replete with it. So I totally I echoed and say yes. So I, I think that's that's one, right? Yeah. And again, there's so many, but I think that's one. The the idol of we need to protect the image of this thing, yeah. you know. And there's this real sense of defense. That is greater over the United States of America than it is over the church. Yeah. So, and the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, so I, I start there. Now, Ben kind of brings up, I think, what is another, it's another one of the 17 points, you know, and so maybe just speak to that because that got brought up and, oh, and, yeah, okay. and just chew off this, this very uh, easy line. So, uh, Ben Soleil asks, how does white privilege tie into what happened? Um, yeah, this is another thing people don't believe. I, here's what I think white privilege is in simplest terms is it's easier in our country to be white than it is to be black. And so part of why I think that's true is for a variety of reasons. I think that uh, when this country first started, black people were in enslavement. And so white people already had a leg up in a sense. And I know a lot of people go, well, that was hundreds of years ago, but you know, our origins affect who we are today. How many of us are still doing things uh, because of what happened to us when we were in third grade or whatever? And it's, or doing things because our great-grandpa or grandma or whatever right. uh, did them to our parents or whatever. I, many of us. And so I think uh, there are biases that we're blind to as a white person that... We, um, we don't recognize. And I, so I don't, think, like, I don't think white people are just walking around like with their clan robes in the closet or something. Like, right, right, you right, know? right, right. And I think that's how it's perceived sometimes when you talk when about When you say that word. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And I just think it's easier for a white person than it is for, for a black person in this right. country or a Hispanic person. And I think because oftentimes, so that easier term is very important. Yeah. Because I think oftentimes, again, it's the way it's received is, is that you're saying my life hasn't been hard. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you've had a hard life and, you ha and you're a white person, totally. you're like, no, I haven't had white privilege. I, my life has been really hard, totally. right? You're like, well, no, that's not, that's not what we're saying. Yeah. Because we're not trying to – it's not a, a thing of, like, not acknowledging the difficulty yeah. of your life. It's a, it's a separate I think discussion. it feels like people here as, like, that's the only problem, too, in, like, culture. And it's like, no, it's just one of many. Right, like, right. you know, like, I think there's uh, rich people privilege too or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like, I just think there all sorts of things affects all sorts of who we are in this culture and how we can uh, network and do whatever. And so I, I think minorities on the whole are harassed more by police forces. Not every police force, but in certain jurisdictions it's worse. Um, there's a lot of data that back that up. All me personally, all the police officers I know, I love them. And they fight against this. Amazing. They yeah. fight against Absolutely. this and they try not to do it. So I'm not trying to say like it's every police officer or, or this kind of stuff. I'm just saying there's a little leaven, I think. Very and sometimes good. it affects how whole neighborhoods are affected. Right. And so so yeah, how does white privilege affect and influence this situation I don't I mean that it took this video coming out before they were like this is kind of a weird story 
Yeah, and that's a really important part of the narrative that if you missed that at the beginning, this happened on, in February. Yeah. Was it February 23rd, I believe. So this is this happened uh, uh, two and a half months ago, yeah. and we're only really hearing about it in the last few days. And, and they just took these guys' word for it. They're just like, okay. Yeah, and and, I, and and the more I mean, maybe the more you dig, no, like the more you dig, like there's just there's level like this guy. He works in the office of right, like the district attorney, you know, and it's like, all right, so like, okay, well now you have, like, there's just all these levels of just, okay, well, what? It just feels super fishy and corrupt, you know, and and again, we don't we don't know the details. We weren't there for the conversations between this guy and his boss and all kind of stuff, but you know, it's just like this stuff just feels too convenient, you know, in many ways. If I'm dishonest, if again, if we're just kind of speaking off the cuff a little bit right now, which we are. Um, so I, I think just that aspect of it is massive. So the white privilege piece is, is, is a big piece of it is like, yeah, not just that it took this long, but a dude is dead and there's been zero trial. Like there was, there wasn't yeah. even charges pressed. Like yeah. they didn't even have to go to jail. Not even like manslaughter, nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. Like a, a, a guy went out for a run and then did not come home. Yeah. Two, two white men were on the other end of the killing and nothing happened, right? And no, and evi- like, no evidence of him doing what the white man claimed he was doing, too. Oh, right. that's alarming. I mean, it's just alarming to yeah. me. So I, so I think, so Ben, to answer your question, right? I think like the, even the white privilege piece will play a part in like just the fact that these two white guys would sit there and think, oh, we can go chase down a black guy because we, th- we think he looks like someone that even more and more, it's looking like they didn't even have a description of. Yeah. They just felt like they could go chase down a black guy and confront him who's on a run. Like, that's just, just for, to stop for a second and put yourself in that place. Like, if you're, if you're just around and you're sitting on your front porch here in Flagstaff and you see someone run by, does it ever cross your mind? Let me go get my gun and let's chase this dude down. Like, there's, there's just even something that's part of that aspect that I think is just... That's part of that that question as well. Yeah, I don't know. I I I I, I think you're right, but I don't want to. For the naysayers, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that there was something extraordinarily evil in these men's heart to want to. Do. I hope that white privilege doesn't affect that, but it does. I know it does. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I, I'm not trying to disagree with you. I'm just. I'm trying to wrestle through this. I I think what's hard for us sometimes is like. <laughs> In our church, we have a wide variety of like thought on these kinds of issues, and so we sit down with people who disagree with us vehemently on both sides sometimes. And it's hard because I think a lot of times both sides, I do think both sides have very godly people and, mm-hmm. and godly perspectives. And so, anyways, no, I, that's that's I really good. Think it's a, but I think you're right. I, I think you're right. It's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I mean, to I mean to put a bow on it, man. Like, yeah, we do think white privilege effect. Like that. Like you know. I think where you're right, where you're absolutely right. It's like they, they felt they could just go do this. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. We teach our kids like, hey, if someone takes a toy out of your hand, don't, don't worry about. It. Maybe maybe people don't teach their kids that anymore. At least. I thought people teach their kids. Some kid, another kid takes a toy out of your hand. Don't, mm-hmm. don't hurt them. Just come get me. But man, it just feels like there's this culture of like, do whatever you want if they take the toy out of your hand. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, and maybe, and obviously we didn't go into like the defense of white privilege in the midst of that. So we're trying to answer, Ben, your specific question. If, yeah. if that's something that even you're watching, you're like, well, I just don't, I, I still don't think white privilege is a thing. Man, I'd yeah. love, we'd love to talk specifically to that at some point. I don't know if that's what we want to do right Can now. Can I be honest just, though? Like, I don't think it will change in mind. <laughs> maybe I'm going too hard yeah. here. I just have had a lot of these conversations and with people that trust me, yeah. And and look up to me and tell me that. Yeah. And then when it gets to white privilege and I go, here's a lot of data. Here's scripturally some things that would make you think uh, there will be tensions between people yeah. in these ways. Right. Uh, here's evidence. Here's anecdotal ex- experience. And they just go, no. Yeah. You're, you've been brainwashed, Anthony. I don't know. I just. So, yeah, Vince would love to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I, I'm not, yeah. maybe yeah. I'm being sin- I'm not trying to be sinful in saying that, but like, I I think there's just certain issues where people just don't want to change their mind on. I'm yeah, I, honestly like in those conversations, I'll I'll try to not just stand in my grounds or whatever, but try to go see perspectives and understand yeah. things. And I think there's nuances to these conversations too. And I yeah. think there's ways people tout these phrases and words in wrong ways too, but. Yeah, I just feel like most people, their minds are made up. That saddens me. No, totally. And I understand that. I feel like the only thing that, and part of it, right, we've we've taught this has been in length of my personality. This is always going to think pretty hopeful or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. But I in think, the midst of I that, though, right. it's just like, I used to not think it was a thing. Yeah, you know? I know, yeah. And so, like, I, I used to be in the in the other end of that camp. You know, I used to, and, and a lot of issues yeah. that, like, I now would plant my flag on and say like, hey, I'm going to defend this even in an environment like this. I used to be on the other side of that and was pretty set in my ways until, you know, and it wasn't one conversation. It was multiple and and enough reading and enough things. And and it stinks that like, I wish I was humble enough that it would have happened faster. And I'm thankful to like the people that had to deal with my whining, you know, like constant, like, no, you're wrong, you know, and that type of idea. So it, it's just like at that same time, and, and I think you don't give yourself enough credit about, you know, like how much you've impacted people in that area. And, you know, I, I, I'm I more negative too. And, <laughs> and, and, and but also even the people that you're even thinking of, and yeah. I can think of some of the names you're thinking of, right? Like they're on a spectrum too. And yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? Like if they were here, I, I, they've moved, they've shifted. Yeah. But they haven't crossed a threshold that maybe we'd be really, we're like aiming for a threshold crossover, you know, but it's, it's, it's trying to move, move them a certain direction, you know, so um, I want to circle back to that question of just, you know, like what, what are some of the other reasons why this could happen, you know, and just because we said there are so many and, um, you know, I think just another significant like piece of this is just the, um, the reality of like this isn't like and you and it was based off what you said this isn't like uh, a new thing in the sense of i think we can kind of forget that yes it's like slavery ended at the end of the civil war the emancipation proclamation you're right and slaves were set free that was a that was a great moment right you know um but for 250 years before that, and then for another 100 plus after that, all the way up to the civil rights movement, there was still massive oppression, massive oh. indoctrination, 
um, we, we've talked, to, you know, we've talked about in Sunday service of how you know slaves were given a different Bible yeah. from everyone else to indoctrinate them with that had uh, emphasized verses on submission to your masters that took out uh, whole chunks of the Old Testament story. Anything that like they took out the Book of Exodus because it was freedom and liberty, yeah. you know. And so there was the Bible. Literally, you can go and look at this at the Bible Museum in Washington D.C. and it's just so depressing. Um, but I, but I think it's just easiest to forget that for like 350 years, functionally, um, our country discipled an entire people group to believe a certain thing about themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and discipled uh, another people group to believe a certain thing about themselves. So one was your superior yeah. and the other one is your inferior. And it went for 350 years. Yeah. And we're 40 years post-civil rights, you know, that type of, that's, it's like, this is, this is going to take generations if we're lucky. And if, yeah. I mean, really if we're lucky if, as God moves in this. And so I think there's just realities to, we shouldn't be surprised that, that that level of like racism and, and we don't need to get into like generational curses and all that kind of stuff necessarily, but the sins of our fathers and the realities of like the brokenness that gets passed down generation to generation, we're like within a generation of of like people being dragged behind trucks, you know. And so, I, I think there's just a historical piece to this. Why is this happening? Because it's not that long ago that this was happening every day. So I think that's an, that's another reason. But yeah, I mean, uh, for reasons why, yeah, I don't I don't know if I have anything to add besides just. The things you've said, the evil there is. Um, yeah, it just saddens me. Part of why I'm pausing is I, I just want to be intentional and careful with my words and not just speak out of my anger. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, I'll, I'll add one last one. Here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Here too. Yeah, like, that's absolutely true. The, like yep. sin, Satan, and evil. Yep. Yeah, that, that that wants to divide people and. And we'll talk about that at length on Sunday, this yeah. Sunday. So please, again, tune in. So, but yeah, you said you have another one now. What's up? Um, yeah, now it's now it's slipping my mind. Yeah. Um, I think another the other big piece of it was uh, shoot the yeah I don't know it yeah. literally was in there and then left. But yeah, I mean, I would. I, let's. I mean, let's just move towards like what's what's some postures for us in this as Christians? Then, what's some more responses for us in this? And I think sometimes our response is just uh, often it is laced with um, pride on both sides of the aisle. And I saw. I think we should reject pride. Obviously, I think we should have humility when approaching this stuff. I think. You know, I, I feel like I've learned the most about like this stuff in recent years from John Perkins. I don't mm. know if you've yeah, Perkins is great. John Perkins, a black man who really just got like the gospel and Jesus got a hold of his heart. Yeah, and his stories are just yeah like insane. Yeah, to the lengths of reconciliation while also seeking justice that he goes to, and so. Uh, I forget John Perkins, one of his most recent books. This is a really good book to um, read and see his perspective as a, as a black Christian man on what we're called to in the midst of this. 
Um, and so I think sometimes people might be watching this or seeing this and think we just are trying to point out problems or whatever. And it's, I think that's partially true. I think this is, I think, what Christians are called to at times. Uh, but I think we also need to be called into the restoration piece too and, and look for reconciliation, look for what that means for us. And I think sometimes that does mean justice. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to add there. Or, yeah, I think the beauty of the scripture is calling us to, to be, become peacemakers. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll even, again, dabble in this on Sunday, just the, that idea of peace being just far more comprehensive and beautiful. We talk about it a lot of just, um, we're not just trying to say we want to stop the conflict, yeah. you know, which we do. Like, we don't want to see things like this happen. And I think that's true for most everyone, yeah. you know, that we know. Everyone wants to see these things happen. There are those people for sure. Um, but rather the peace that like uh, the Bible is calling us to chase and to pursue goes way beyond the absence of conflict and into yeah. like this real beautiful pursuit of the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. And so I think if, because if, we're, we're pastors, right? So we're talking to, to our church and the Christians, like be a peacemaker, yeah. you know? Um, and so, like, pursue that, chase peace, chase, chase, and again, chase the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and I think if we could take that heart and that posture t- and, and apply it to this situation, I just don't know how many people are gonna watch this and be like, you, or watch this, sorry, watch the video and see what happened in Georgia and say, like, that's the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I, I think when you when you minimize what peace is, when you minimize what the calling of the church and the calling of the Christian, the kingdom of God is, you can kind of weasel your way around caring because it, it, you yeah. can do enough kind of I think fancy footwork. But when you think through peace through the lens of like, no, this is peace is we're supposed to pursue the way things are supposed to be. There there should be no one that looks at George and say that's the way it's supposed yeah. to be. So then how Agreed. do we then pursue the opposite of that? How do Agreed. we pursue? what it would look like in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity, you know? And so I just think there's a heart posture there that I'd love to see uh, us as a church just chase after and say, this is part of my responsibility is to chase after that. So, yeah. Anyway. And yeah, I know, I know we're, I know me more than Vince probably was a little angsty in this. And there's, I I do want to wrestle with some of these things with you guys. And I do want to, talk through some of these things and I do I do want to disagree I just I I still do kind of have a jaded perspective on how that will go but uh, so know that church like uh, I, I do it, it's important for us to talk about it's important for us to wrestle through mm-hmm. in the midst of this so um, so yeah that was our pick, pick your topic Thursday yeah it was uh, somewhat random and I know we yeah. hopefully guys are like truly what this was is was far more of like a fly on the wall is we're taking something that's pretty fresh and yeah. new for us and, and processing through and it processing together. through it and yeah. so um thanks for being part of that and just sitting with us and gosh um and and anthony's like we we're here to to be good pastors of this church yeah. and to be present with you and and to fight the good fight long term you know yeah. like we're not going anywhere and this is these are necessary conversations and and we're also, we want to continue to learn, you know, so um, that's a great question, Ben. I mean, like, what's the best way to pray in light of this? So we say this real quickly. Um, lament, you know, is uh, something we talk about a lot here at Redemption, but just a real sense of 
this is not the way things should be, and we're going to acknowledge that before God and, and pray and prayers of lamentation and pain and hurt and sharing kind of true emotion in the midst of that. Um, and then, yeah, significant levels of intercession and Lord, please come and Lord, please help. You know? yeah. So, yeah. How about, I mean, I, I just feel, I think we should just kind of close this time in prayer. So, um, yeah, I'll pray. I think you should pray too. And, uh, and pray with us if you're watching. And, you know, God is our only hope in the midst of this. And, uh, yeah, he's the only way through this. And he is going to bring justice one day. And, you know, when uh, God says to his vengeance is his, yeah. Like that means he's going to bring justice in every way, the right way uh, that we are so bad at as humanity. So, yeah. Anyways, let's let's just pray and thank him for that, and and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up for the day. Uh, pray with us, God. Uh, just help us, help us to see what's true. God, I think we all have biases, myself myself included. And I don't know, God, there's just these deep things in our heart that we want to believe certain things for, for whatever reasons. It might be even some sort of a good reason in our heart. Uh, I would just ask that we wouldn't let good reasons in our heart keep us from seeing what's true and keep us from seeing where justice needs to come. Um, God, I just pray that uh, you would move in this situation, that you would comfort Ahmad's family. Uh, gosh, I don't know what this is like for them. This is just horrible in every single way uh, that it happened. And now that it is uh, all over the media, I'm sure it's tough for them to relive or to see. And so God, would you be close to them? Would you be near them? Would they experience you in ways that they've never experienced you before? Um, and God, I ask that you would bring justice to the situation. And God, I even ask that <coughs> perhaps in Georgia that, that, that Christians can be at the forefront of bringing uh, justice, but also racial reconciliation. And the same for the rest of our country and our, our, the places we live. Uh, so God, we need you. Spirit, fill us and guide us. Yeah, Lord, uh, I just agree with all that. So there's, there's not much more to say, Lord. Um, we know how how near to your heart is uh, the care for the oppressed and the hurting, and how much you run to the broken of spirit. And I pray that you would just run to uh, to friends like Wayne and uh, and people who. And grieve in ways that, uh, Lord, I will acknowledge I don't understand. And God, that you would be ever present with them. God, that in your presence they would find life, and comfort, and peace, hope, love, and joy. God, I pray, uh, Lord, for wisdom for us and for your people. God, conviction, Holy Spirit of us. Um, this is not a new issue that the church has navigated. This is a 2000 year old issue God of trying to navigate uh, ethnic relations and you know, we haven't always done a great job with it Lord grant us the grace and the mercy and the peace and the understanding and wisdom God to do it better than we ever have and uh, Lord let us lead with love as that is uh, who you are Lord we thank you for that God would you bless us and bless those who 
were with us today. And God, would you constantly move them closer to your heart as well. And they walk faithfully in your name. Amen. Amen. Church, God bless you. Uh, again, feel free shoot us an email, anthonyg at redemptionaz.com. And uh, feel free to contact us. But listen, um, thanks for just being part of this conversation with us. And we love you. And we'll uh, see you Sunday, 10 a.m. God bless you.